Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to the first of our World Cup 2022 podcasts somewhat fearfully and possibly prophetically titled Never Write Off the Germans. My name is Ashley Blaker and I'm the man they're already describing as the Harry Maguire of podcasts. It's truly hard to believe there isn't anyone better to do this job, but apparently there really isn't. Trust me, they did look. And with all of us slightly negative about this very strange Winter World Cup, I've decided to lighten the mood by inviting three of my favourite funny people to join me every few days and take part in a quiz and hopefully make us laugh. So joining me today, we have the host of the Heart and Hand Glasgow Rangers podcast, David Edgar. Hi, Ashley. Uh, I don't really know why you've invited a Scottish person to talk about the World Cup, because this century we we have appeared to have got, we've been boycotting World Cups long before it was cool. <laughs> but uh, exactly. I, I, shall do, I shall do my best uh, to, <laughs> to weigh in neutrally. It's a good point. You've got a, a, a moral high ground here because your entire nation is boycotting this World Cup. Uh, I, I mean, nothing to do with it. You washed your hands of it. So kudos to the Scots and shame on the English and the Welsh. Um, secondly, TV editor of Heat magazine and host of the Football-tastically Arsenal podcast. I'm going to read that again because there was a notification. Secondly, TV editor of Heat magazine and host of the Footballistically Arsenal podcast. He's going to be incredibly smug at the moment. And I think we're going to have to ban him from talking about Premier League football. It's Boyd Hilton. Hello, Boyd. Hi, Ashley. I only know about Premier League football. In fact, I only know about Arsenal, so I don't know why you've got me on either. And it's, you might as well have a Scottish uh, person on. And um, This is a great start to the podcast. Everyone's trying to distance themselves. In your intro, you talk about having three funny people. I'm, I'm neither a professional nor amateur comedian. Uh, I know lots of comedians, but I'm not funny. But there we go, just to, just to preempt the complaints. We have got all our caveats in at the start. Um, and finally, we have a man who 
is supposedly a comedian. He's supposedly a comedy store player, but I'm sure based on what we've already heard, he's now going to tell us he's also not funny at all. He is though, a commentator for Farnborough FC. It's Andy Smart. Hello, Andy. Good evening, yes. No, I am funny. I've been doing it for 45 years now. You are funny. I know you're funny. I know Boyd's really funny as well, but he doesn't like to admit it. Exactly. You're funny with a script. You're an improviser. You can, in the, you can be funny in the style of anything an audience at the comedy store anywhere else in the world throws at you. So I have no worries there at all. Um, okay, well, before we get started, um, to get us in the World Cup mood, I wanted to ask all of you this, but David, I'll start with you. What's your favourite World Cup memory, David? I mean, you, you have, I mean, as a Scot, there aren't that many World Cup memories to go for. I mean, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm wondering if it's David Neary putting uh, uh, Scotland ahead against Brazil. Is there something else? What's your favourite World Cup memory? Uh, my favourite World Cup memory is probably 1998 when we got beat by Morocco 3-0 because it was the most quintessentially Scottish thing ever that we had lost the first game to Brazil narrowly, 2-1. Yeah, I remember right, it, yeah. Yeah, a, a late own goal. And you're thinking, OK, then we drew with Norway, who were a good side at the time, and all we had to do was beat Morocco in the last match to go through, and Scotland whipped itself into an absolute frenzy of anticipation. We were going through, it was all going to happen, and we lost 3-0, and uh, we quite clearly didn't get through. And I just thought that was the most quintessentially Scottish thing uh, at a World Cup ever, because we're not we're not built for them. I mean, look, we haven't qualified for one this century. And then this year, when we have a chance to get to one, a dodgy one that you don't particularly want to get to anyway, but even so, who do we have to beat in a playoff to get there? Ukraine. <laughs> so, I mean, just, just, I mean, come on. That is the fate telling you, lads. Just just forget this. This is not for you. <clears throat> it's, it's, one, it's like Radio 3. I'm glad to know it's there, even though I never use it. That's a World Cup to a Scotsman. <laughs> Also, so quintessentially Scottish that you had the playoff against Ukraine and lost, but then beat them. Was it oh, well, in the two weeks Nations later. League? Yeah, two weeks two, later. Two weeks yeah, later. You yeah. get then, promoted to the top division of the Nations League. Nobody but, knows what the which Nations no one cares about. No, nobody, nobody knows what the Nations you League is. You don't know what the no, Nations League is. Exactly. Yeah, but, I played in that match against the Ukraine, the second one. Um, I did think it was really offside of Wales to, to beat them. I think it's really offside of Wales and Northern Ireland to keep qualifying for things as they've been doing recently. Because at least, you know, we we have rubbish, but we we had accepted our rubbishness, right? And we could all have this sort of Celtic dragon of, of kind of hoping England lose. And now they get there and they're quite good. And it, it, it just it seems rude. Yeah, exactly. Well, being Ukraine, particularly, I mean, at least like, we we let them win Eurovision. You know, yeah. you, you've you've got it's the done thing, and and yeah, absolutely Scotland played their part. Yeah, and, and then happened. Wales showed up, and I, I like I say, I mean, how how nasty was that, right? To turn up and beat and beat Ukraine with all that they've got going on at the moment. You would have thought that Wales would have went. We'll let you have this one, lads. I'm clinging to the belief that that's what we did. Um, because when it didn't matter, we beat them. We were clearly better than them. But when, you know, we, nah, we're just, you, you, you put a World Cup up near us and, and all these great players, Andy Robertson, you know, Liverpool, Scott McTominay, Man United, good footballers playing at a high level. You stick them near a World Cup 
and suddenly they turn into non-league players. Uh, Twas ever thus with Scotland. We we just have to accept it. But it does mean that we do have this smug moral authority, which we excel at in Scotland at the best of times, to be honest. Um, but we we really now can get a chip in our shoulder about this World Cup. And uh, so. I mean, so I mean that is our national sport as opposed to uh, as opposed to actually turning up at World Cup and you never know qualifying in that. Yeah, well maybe one day. Uh, Boyd, you've had a, a, a wee chance to think, and I know yeah. Premier League, particularly being top of the league, is your thing now. But a, a favourite <laughs> World Cup memory? I I, I do. Yeah, I um, I'm going to pick. Uh, it's going to be Arsenal connected. I apologise in the first. It should be. I mean, Italian 90. Let me say that Italian 90 is my favourite tournament of all time. And it was so memorable for so many reasons. Um, you know, I've read all the books about it. I was obsessed with Italian 90 at the time and for kind of a number of years afterwards. But I am going to gratuitously pick when Arsenal won the World Cup. I know uh, what effectively. you're going to say. 3-0 yeah. Yeah, 1998, Petit and Vieira. Vieira. And particularly, I have to say, the, the, the mirror, I think it was, the headline um, in the paper was Arsenal win the World Cup um, with a picture of Petit and Vieira hugging each other on the pitch. And of course, the person responsible for that, unfortunately, is Piers Morgan because he was editor of the Mirror at the time and is an Arsenal fan, still is an Arsenal fan. And I apologise for giving him any credit for anything whatsoever, but that was a wonderful um, front page to see. Yes, we can, uh, yeah. We, we, I mean, let's try not to give praise to Piers. I know, Morgan. I know. I, I would never do that. But... Hacking someone's phone half an hour <laughs> before coming up Almost with that uh, headline. Almost yeah. certainly. The, the best thing about Piers Morgan football-wise at the moment is that he's turned into the mentalist from I'm Alan Partridge um, with yeah. his Cristiano Ronaldo tattoo on his chest. And I, I, Has anyone seen Ronaldo since that interview took place? I'm not sure he's been allowed out no. of Piers' house since then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got the same relationship with Ronaldo as he had with Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that cannot be a good thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we should say we, we, we're recording this just before the uh, first of the two interviews with Piers Morgan go out. So we've all seen some clips of it, but we're not entirely sure how they're going to pan yeah. out the rest of it. Tonight. My assumption should... is it's, it's, it's tonight. Yeah, it's 90 minutes long, but I assume Ronaldo's only in the last eight minutes of it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. for the first, Rashford's yeah. the first 82 minutes and they bring on Ronaldo at the end. Yeah. So that must be what happens. Um, Andy, a favourite World Cup memory for you? Uh, well, I'm very lucky. I've been to four World Cups, but my favourite one was 98 when Nick Hancock and I made a documentary called The Outsiders, which you can see on YouTube, uh, where we followed the Iranian team uh, for six months before the World Cup and then actually at the World Cup. And um, there was a brilliant moment where Nick and I got to train with them every morning when they were before they played a friendly in uh, Rijeka against Croatia. And we would go up and uh, I'd have to hit uh, crosses for Abid Zayda, the goalkeeper, for like two hours every morning. And Nick would uh, do the drills with the forwards and everything. And then we were in bed one night and uh, Nick said, do you think if any of them get injured, we've got a chance? And I went, Nick, we're not Iranian. <laughs> if it hadn't been for that, though. Yeah. But we've, yeah. Become so, we've become so part of the team that we actually believed that we were going to have a chance to play in a World Cup. That was the nearest I ever got to play in a World Cup. But, yeah. That's great. What are the other... So you've been to four World Cups. What were the other ones you went to? Uh, I was at Spain 82. Uh, on my birthday, I saw Brian Robson score his... Uh, 
fifth, uh, 35 second goal against France in Bilbao. France, yeah. uh, I was in uh, Italy 90. Uh, I went to the Yugoslav USA game and Scotland versus Costa Rica. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. That yeah. was a good one for Scotland. Yeah, 1 0 to Costa Rica. <laughs> and then I was. Uh, I was lucky enough to go to Brazil and uh, with Talk Sport boys, uh, I met them and stayed in the flat a couple of days and I actually got to sit. I was watching the Roma- Romania-Columbia game and Stuart Pearce came back from a 10-mile run and sat down next to me. He didn't get in the shower. He just sat down next to me and, and sort of watched the game, the whole of the game with me. And uh, it, was, uh, it was quite interesting uh, hearing his comments and, and smelling his sweat. <laughs> <laughs> what game? What game was that that you were watching? It was the Romania Colombia game. It wasn't a very interesting. Oh, Romania Colombia, right, right. It wasn't one of the England ones, right, right. right. <laughs> they, they. Um, what was he doing there though? He was just commenting. He was, he was working with Talksport, and uh, he was doing color pieces on each of the games. Yeah, it was, it was a weird flat, and, but he just jumped. How, in. how does he smell after a run? Uh, as, nice, you'd, as you'd expect. <laughs> and I just kept thinking you know, when he. I just kept thinking, you're not going to have a shower at half time. And he just sort of, he went to the kitchen, drank a pint of milk and then came and sat back down next to me. I was like, okay. <laughs> you <laughs> know, he used to, um, no, definitely not. But you know, he, he started as an electrician, didn't he? Is that right? I yeah. Think yeah. Electrician. When yeah. He was but he used to, yeah. But he actually, when he was at like Coventry, he was still doing it. And he was, adv- he had adverts in the program. <laughs> you could book Stuart Pierce, which is amazing because that's like, can you imagine if you went to a game, right? Say Boyd, you know, you, you went to a game and you just opened up the program and there it said, you know, you can book, you can pay, you know, 50 quid for Granite Jacket to come around to your house. You, you would, you know, you'd think, oh, if someone had a bad game, you, you'd, you'd have them around, even if there was nothing wrong with the electrics. Just have them around, just have a go at them. Maybe you'd have them around to, to just... Uh, Enjoy their company. I don't know. I'm, I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure in the Chelsea program when John Terry was there, you could book him to take you around the place for ten grand. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like you that was available to take your girlfriend round to his place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't let him into my house even if he was a qualified electrician um, <laughs> exactly. on, on, on that gr- on those grounds. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like, I think my my favourite World Cup, strangely, actually, I, I should say for those who don't know, I'm a Liverpool supporter. I'm not a Mammoth England fan, but I do absolutely love a, a good World Cup, love international football. And that, for that reason, my favourite World Cup has always been USA 94 because you've got none of the pressure of like supporting a home nation. Republic of Ireland was as close as we got. We all became um, honorary Irishmen watching them play Italy. But there's also something special, I think, about a World Cup to me isn't a World Cup unless it's like from the Americas, crackly picture in the middle of the night. And that was like the last one of those. And what I really liked about it as well was that you, you feel, I like the World Cups that will sort the men out from the boys a little bit. That you've got like, it's, it, it's in the middle of the night. And so only the really dedicated people are, are, are up for watching the matches in the middle of the night. You know what I mean? I, I, I don't like those ones where everyone suddenly watches. I remember watching... Um, Saudi Arabia versus Holland on ITV in, in the middle of the night. And Saudi Arabia were winning at half time, 1-0. And Brian Moore was commentating with Trevor Francis. And Brian Moore said, you know, if uh, there are going to be some people, some football fans who wake up tomorrow morning disappointed that they missed this. 
And Trevor Francis, I remember he actually had a brainwave and just goes, you know what? If you've got, uh, if there's anyone in your house at the moment who's asleep, you should go and wake them up <laughs> and tell them to come down and watch this game. And, and, then he, and then he suddenly, obviously someone was in his ear and he went, actually, please don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't do that. No. <laughs> don't, don't, I like the fact... I like the fact, actually, that you've got a um, your four get your guests today are all old middle class, uh, well not middle class, old white guys, and you use the phrase um, that will sort out the men from the boys. You're very woke today, I have to say. In this, I, I am I, absolutely. If I was Graham Sunes, I'd have been cancelled for saying that. Yeah, the men from the boys. Yeah. Uh, it is not meant to be literally. And if you identify it as anything else, that's all fine by me. But. Uh, Yes. Just to make that it clear, it sorts out. It sorts out the the, the diehard football fan yes. from the yes. less diehard yes. football fan. Yes, but, but thank you for uh, well, pointing that out. I, the the I opening game, at, point. the opening game at this World Cup is Qatar versus Ecuador. Now, I'm sorry, but that that's essentially a Scrabble game. <laughs> that's not, you know, that that's where yeah. those two words come in. And you know, we, I know that we all are excited. It's a World Cup, right? And as you say, we you're four men of a certain age. The World Cup has a certain resonance and magic to us. But it is going to be a bit strange when you look at the crowd who've been hired to be there and have to cheer to a certain amount or they're not getting their passports back to be allowed back out of the country. <laughs> Yeah. It's it's it is mm. gonna be slightly unusual. And the thing I'm really looking forward to are pundits trying to tell you what a magical experience it is. I really love that that, that sort of false bonomy that you get because long gone are the days you mentioned there the, the wonderful Barry Davis, Brian Moore, those guys, they would have told you Barry Davis would have eloquently summed up just what an absolute disgrace mm. this hellhole was, right? <laughs> but you you understand that they're all called Steve these days, commentators. We don't know them anymore. Used to know them, but they're all like various Steves. And they'll all be sitting there going, oh, you know, the magic of the fans are so excited. And you're like, of course they're excited. They're fucking terrified. So, <laughs> they're well, excited. They've been paid like... 40 grand to be excited. <laughs> yeah, That's... exactly. Um, I did like the idea of paying the, the, the England, I think it was the band, they're getting paid mm. to say nice things on social media. Mm. But could well, I pay that band not to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They ruined it. And apparently uh, they're, they're spying on any England fans who don't show due level of enthusiasm or or, or, or dare to criticise. Really? Um, yeah. There was, a whole, <laughs> there was a spying element. I mean, that's all. I mean, I don't want to you know, get into any legal trouble. But apparently, according to... I, I think don't was, think the Qataris are going to sue you. No, you say they're not listening, Ashley. You say the Qataris no, are listening. Well, uh, okay. It, it's I don't think they'll take legal action. It's the more direct action they might take. <laughs> exactly. That's what that's what you've got to worry about. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I'm already worried about that. Well, my my other favorite, we'll crack on, but my other favorite moment actually was um when it, the, the the World Cup in South Africa, when England played Germany. And uh you remember it was pre-VAR, pre-the goal line technology, when Lampard had that shot that didn't cross the cross the line, wasn't given. And just have a listen to this, because this is Chris Waddle commentating on it on uh, Radio 5 Live. And when he realizes it's not going to be given, he is so upset, he loses the power of speech <laughs> and just resorts to caveman grunts. Let's have a listen to this. Edge of the D, back break for Lampard, Lampard it's another goal, is it? Has it crossed the line? It had to cross the line, surely. My goodness, uh, I thought uh, a five drop uh, underneath of the crossbar. I thought that was over the goal line. <laughs> that's, that's magnificent. That's great. That is, that's great. <laughs> You just—it's it, it, some. That to me, that sums up football because you actually just—you can get so upset sometimes. 
Chris yeah. Waddle is, is one of my favorite um, pundits. And, and in fact, every pretty much every World Cup, I would say for the last three or four, he's ended up, when, when England inevitably go out in embarrassing circumstances, he has launched a rant about how bad England are and how bad the system is. And he has a passionate rant. I, I, you know, I think by the time the Euros, the last Euros came around, he'd obviously had to ditch that hope. But it was always amazing how angry he got. He's a very, very angry man when it comes to World Cups and England. I used to laugh um, at, at your inevitable, yeah, but your your inevitable exit on penalty kicks, um, which was as captivating as it was hilarious. But then Rangers got to the Europa League final last year, German team lost on penalties. I thought this isn't actually that much fun, you know, when it happens to you. It's really funny when it happens to someone else. But the the second the final whistle went, and I just thought they're German. Yeah, and, and you knew, you know, that, that there's no point. We could have left. We should have got, we should all have left the stadium then and got a jump on the traffic because there was no point. The Germans were going to win at penalty kicks, but they do all sort of European things like practice them and things like that. You know, just, just, that's, we're, we're British, <laughs> damn it, right? You know, yeah. we, we, we turn up and our players are on the lash for three weeks before the World Cup while they're in a training camp, which... You know, they, they don't get it. They, they play football like it's all about winning as opposed to getting into some sort of dentist chair in Thailand. That's been the good thing about this World Cup. They've only had five days. So they haven't been able to do all that. Still oh, time. That. Still time. So far. So far. So so time to... to uh, so we actually haven't got any World Cup and started yet, obviously. But uh, we'll, so we'll talk about some old World Cups uh, in this round called What's He On About? Now, I'm going to play each of you a clip and all you need to do is identify the moment or story that is being discussed from a World Cup of the past. So, David, have a listen to this clip. What is going on here? I think it's a middle ground. I think it's fair. Uh, some people will think it should be harsher. Other people would say it should be more lenient. Is it Beckham's red card? It's not. Uh, I mean, obviously, you recognize, I assume you recognise the voice. Yeah, Alan Hansen. It's Alan Hansen. He's talking, so he's talking about a player, obviously. He's talking about um, a punishment. Um, but it's not, it's not Beckham. Was it Paul Gascoigne? It's not Paul Gascoigne. So it's a thing about it. It's, it's, it's a player who did something a little bit naughty in a World Cup. And uh, he got a punishment for it. And um, it was in, I'll, I'll give you another clue. It was it, in it, Brazil. Is he Uruguayan? It is a Uruguayan. Ah, uh, uh, so it was uh, Suarez, and uh, when he got rather hungry on the middle oh, of the pitch. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Suarez. I, I, I'll be honest. I thought Hansen had departed the scene by then, so I wasn't thinking. Yeah, same. In, yeah. in that era, I thought I thought he was gone I by think then. He came but... back. He he departed. Yeah, he he departed. I think uh, match of the day, but he was back back then. But yeah, that that is actually. I think that is probably the second most shit house things that Suarez has done in a World Cup, because actually that that handball. Yeah, and he was quite right. He, he was then, quite right. I, I oh, think you, he had to the, do, you would do the same. You I, had you would do. I, it. I would demand my celebration. Yeah, well, okay, that was a bit Actually misses the penalty, his celebration. And then they went through. It is extraordinary. It's his, it, that, that's on Asamoah Jan, quite frankly, yeah. right? I, I, you know, I would want my player to do that, right? You, England are going to the World Cup. Say it's the semi-final and it's the last minute and Harry Maguire 
gets out his old book on Corinthian rules and says, no, I'm going to allow this gentleman to score this goal. I don't want to... Boy, you're an Arsenal fan. What would a George Graham Arsenal team have suggested? He, they, would have, they would have brought the guy down on the halfway exactly. line before exactly. the, shot, the shot even was, was going exactly. in the net. Of course. It's Willie Young, 1980, Paul Allen is through and Correct. Willie Young is just going to take him out. No worries that it's the youngest uh, player to play no. in an FA Cup. Just take him out. Yeah, not his problem. Okay. <laughs> so Boyd, another yes. another uh, voice of the past. Uh, who is who? Well, who's talking and who's he talking about? He's the best player I've ever ever seen yeah. live, but he's also a numpty. <laughs> <laughs> he is. He is. He look, he, you see him with the beard and the suit, and he looks like an extra from Godfather Two. <laughs> that is a uh, Mark. Uh, what's his name? Um, uh, oh God, I forgot his name because I'm going to see now. Um, it is Laura. Loro, sorry, Loro. What was the description again, he said? He says he's the best player I've ever seen, but he's also a numpty. I mean, I was immediately thinking Ronaldo, but Ronaldo hasn't got the hairy, the, the, the physical description that he came no. up with. Who had that hairy physical look? The, I don't yeah, know, who, no. Who had a beard that yeah, who had a beard. The, best, the best ever? I'm, I'm kind of struggling on that. Yeah. Berbatov? It's, it's, a, it's a player. Berbatov? No. <laughs> that would be, I mean, I know Lauro, people criticise Mark Lawrenson's commentary, but if Mark Lawrenson has ever said Berbatov is the best player he's ever seen, then uh, something is very, very wrong. He got very carried away a lot, Mark Lawrenson. <laughs> he did, he did. He's, well, he's a player who, who, who uh, I mean, he's Argentinian. He then became a coach of Argentina. Oh, and he's not talking about him. Oh. He's talking about Maradona, not as a, as a player. Um, oh. Would you? Have we got any other? Does anyone want to object to the idea of Maradona being called the greatest of all time? No. Well, okay. Pele. No, Pele. Yeah, it's a generational thing. My yeah. dad is Pele. Us, it's Maradona. Um, kids today who are wrong will say it's Messi. Um, but it is Maradona. I mean, if it look, winning a World Cup is on your own while you are absolutely out of your head on Charlie is a magnificent achievement. It's when pe people up here, they go on about Andy Murray being Scotland's greatest ever sportsman, and it's not, it's Jockey Wilson. Because oh. could Andy Murray have won Wimbledon after 16 pints of bitter and 40 fags? No, he could not have, right? And that's why Maradona is and always will be the, the, the best ever, because uh, he, he, you know... He people say, oh, he was soaring past the defenders. He was soaring through the clouds. He was in so much gack. So fair play. Um, I agree with <laughs> I agree with Lauro for once. Although um, a braver man than I, he called Maradona a numpty. Did you see what happened to the guy who took a photo of his corpse? The I don't know if you saw this story in Argentina. They no. uh, oh, a, a, a funeral home assistant took a photograph of Mar Madonna lying uh, Maradona lying in <laughs> in his coffin, and he put it on his social media. I love the idea that Madonna was in Maradona's coffin. I I I don't I I don't want to comment. I don't want to speak ill of the dead. But um, this this poor bugger put that, and he said, you know, I'm working on Maradona's corpse. The Boca Juniors ultras tracked him down, and he was found two days later. Do not disrespect Maradona and in, in Argentina in any way whatsoever. Well, on, on, with that warning, I'm definitely not going. To. All <laughs> I'll say is, uh, I, I I'm with you, David, one hundred percent when it comes to Jockey Wilson. And I actually spoke to Jockey Wilson. I actually phoned him 
because I wanted a, in a, in a past life when I was uh, working in TV, I was a TV producer, and I had an idea of making a, a documentary about Jockey Wilson tracking him down, and I, I, I wanted to get hold of him, and actually just thought he lives in Kokolbe uh, at the time, I think, yep. and uh, I just looked him up in the phone book. There he was. So yeah. John Wilson, I phoned him up. His uh, his wife answered. I said, "Is uh, John there?" She said, "Yeah, I'll just bring the phone to him." And I said, "Is this jockey?" And he went, "No," and put the phone down. And that was it. <laughs> so that was my that was my sole interaction with Jockey Wilson. Not a huge interaction, in fairness. Uh, I can't say we had a proper conversation. Is that Jockey Wilson? No, <laughs> but it was him. I th- he it, lived it was in the great man himself. He lived in like um, the same council house he'd always lived in, and uh, he, he he was just an absolutely and of course best known for being in the background at top of the pops exactly. when yeah, yeah. midnight runners. And and for a bonus point, for a bonus point for anyone who wants to shout out, can, is there another connection you can think of between Jockey Wilson and uh, and Diego Maradona? One for the real trivia fans. I must admit, I didn't. I didn't think that the two... Of the, oh, she was Argentinian. His wife, who's actually... And her name, not only was she Argentinian, she had a very controversial name. Her name is Malvinas. Oh, right. right. Name of, of, <laughs> wow. Yeah, wow. had, a, had a, a lot of issues in, in, in uh, 1982 uh, uh, as a result of that. Yeah, his, his wife is called Malvinas. So uh, on, on that political bombshell, <laughs> uh, Andy, uh, yeah. a clip for you. Uh, what's going on here? Well, it's just truly unbelievable. And they're so patient, they wait for that chance, and then it's just a tap-in. They've been gifted these opportunities. Incredible. I'm afraid the dream has gone. Loan to smithereens, by the way. It's got to be Germany, isn't it? <laughs> it is Germany against... Against England, ninety? No, 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 it's it's not. It's not. It's it's. Oh, okay. You were you were. I thought you had it, and then and you, you no. blew it as well, Andy. Yeah. Uh, so is it, it is. It is Germany. It's a World Cup you were at. Uh, oh, so it was. Uh, it was the seven-one. Yeah. Against mm. Brazil. It is indeed. That yeah. that that's got to go down as. I assume we all saw that as the most extraordinary. Hmm. I, I think that is the most extraordinary game I've ever seen at a World Cup. And in terms that, of not the best game, but the most mind-blowing. I do not believe what I'm seeing. Yeah, and can I get? Was that Martin Keown? That was Martin yes. Keown, another See. Arsenal, yeah. another Arsenal great. Yeah. Uh, um, probably the next. He'll maybe be on the next series of Strictly comes up. They should actually suck because Tony had to drop out injured. They should allow to bring on Keown. <laughs> yeah, or, Andy, yeah, or, 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 more, or and, more, more appropriately, Andy Linegan. Andy Linegan. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Get Andy Linegan in. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and he can, yeah, and score in the last minute. Yeah. Surely, uh, I don't know. surely they should offer it to Steve Morrow because Tony Adams owes him yeah, on, on yeah, a Morrow. Front. But he wouldn't yeah. be able to do the lifts. That's true. 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 <laughs> That's true. Yeah, he, exactly. His arms day. Um, that, that game, that Brazil game, I, I vividly, as you say, uh, Ashley, I remember watching it, and it, it was kind of like at half time. I think it was six nil, wasn't it? And yeah. I remember texting a friend, and he he said to me, "I feel like I've witnessed an assault." And that it that was that that was what it was like. That was the World Cup, of course, that poor Neymar died, and 
Brazil, of course, would turn up for the matches with the t-shirts and the, you know, the the, the little stick figures of them and things like that. And and you're like, lads, he's he's got a slightly sore calf. He's going to be okay. Just calm down on it. Yeah. Now, time for a quick break. We'll be back after this message. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Never Out of the Germans is brought to you by My Diesel Claim. Over a million people have put their trust in them. That's more than 10 sellout crowds at Wembley. If you owned or leased a diesel vehicle between 2009 and 2020, you could be entitled to significant compensation. It's free to sign up and you can check your vehicle's eligibility instantly. Join millions of other football fans and visit mydieselclaim.com today. I've got to give a, 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 a winner for some reason at the end of this. It's very difficult, but I, I think... I think for, simply for the fact that I can't remember who, who gave what answers, but simply for the fact that you have argued very convincingly that Jockey Wilson is the greatest Scottish sportsman of all time. I'm giving that round to David Edgar. So well Thank done, you. David. Um, you. Now, now you can be part of the podcast during the World Cup by getting in touch with us about anything interesting or entertaining you've seen via our Facebook page or Twitter account at Never Right Off. So please do get in touch with us. Please send us any funny clips or any funny things that you've read. Okay, well, with everything still very much to play for, it's time for a round called Your Numbers Up, which features a series of random numbers, but what's the connection to the World Cup? So again, starting with you, David, the number is nine, and it has something to do with Calvin Phillips. Now, Calvin Phillips, you didn't know, plays for England. um, Oh, yeah, yeah. Just in case you weren't aware of that. He's Um, a a lad with the big, enormous shoes. Um, That photograph of him. Well, he's, he's two grand Balenciaga shoes that um, were about a size 106. So, yeah, no, no, I know, I know Calvin. Uh, number nine. Um, oh, is that how many minutes he's played this season? That, God, you're, you're, you're doing well today. Good. That is absolutely right. It's in the number of minutes he has played in the Premier League this season and he's going to a World Cup. Any, I um, mean, you, you, you're probably laughing at that. But, but hope it's hope for the rest of us because, um, you know, I'm... I, I haven't played any minutes yet in, in the exactly. Premier League. Um, well, exactly. Um, He's only played nine more minutes than us. Uh, yeah. Put in that context, there is every hope. Managers always do this, don't they? They come out with all this crap about, oh, I pick on form, and then he picks Harry Maguire and Calvin Phillips, and you look, Gareth, come on. That's a fib, isn't it? You've you've been fibbing. Uh, and, and he was basically forced by like the entire English nation to pick Madison. <laughs> <laughs> which you, know, just, you clearly didn't want. You know, like Madison's going to sidle up to him when they're at the breakfast buffet and he'll be like, hi, Gareth. And he'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you. Um, but uh, <laughs> Cal Phelps is a good player, but nine minutes does seem a touch. Who who would have been going in his place? I, I mean, I don't know. Could he just play in a position? I mean, Ward Prowse, I suppose, was close yeah. to it, but he doesn't play quite in that defensive midfield role. So... Um, I don't know. I mean, Ivan Tony was the other one, I suppose, that many people wanted to go. And he, he scored against Man City at the weekend. But uh, he, he had that betting thing. And then also, I, I, read, I don't know if you read this. Uh, it was in the paper yesterday. 
Callum Wilson keeps a diary. Uh, not keeps a diary like a like a I did this today, like Adrian Mark. <laughs> oh. but, um, but appointments, you know, like uh, what have you, what you've got coming up. Um, you know, because he writes in his diary, uh, you know, Liverpool at home. <laughs> just doing those but he, he actually apparently wrote in his upcoming uh, events, he put, he put in his diary for yesterday, pack for Qatar. So that's, I think, what they call manifesting, isn't it? Yeah. Although it, yeah. his World Cup diary is going to be a lot less fun than Glenn Hoddle's then when it's released. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I imagine he's going to have, for the start of... Uh, for August, uh, he's probably written in it already. Be replaced by Mbappe yes. uh, <laughs> when they qual- when they qualify for the Champions League, and the Saudi money really kicks in. I don't know. Um, all right, so next next one. Well, very well done, David. Um, so uh, Boyd, your number is at eleven sixty. You know what? That's got a connection with the World Cup. Eleven sixty. Eleven sixty. 1160. Um, I, can, I can give you a clue if you need a clue. Yes, I do. Well, I'll give, I, I'll give you a clue. It, 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 that's in currency then. That's £11.60. Pence. Oh. Um, and it's something, oh, well, it's this something is not... to do with facility for the fans in, in Qatar. I saw. <laughs> oh, is this how much it's going to cost to um, stay in like a tent on the beach or something? Or is it, I mean, is it the cost of a tea or a coffee or something? Or a drink, a pint? In we're Qatar? close. We're close. We're, it, 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 did Andy, did you, did you have this? Did you say? I thought it was the price of a pint of beer, isn't it? A pint of beer, okay. It, 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 is, it is a pint of, it is the price of a pint of beer. And, uh, not only, uh, it has to be Budweiser. That's the only beer they have. Of course, as well. of course. Yeah. Eleven sixty for a pint of Budweiser. Yeah, that quality beer uh, that is Budweiser. We're not being sponsored by Budweiser, are we? But yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I will change. I will happily change my tune on this Budweiser if you do approaches. But (laughs) that's the second most offensive thing Budweiser have done after those WhatsApp. Well, it's actually Uh, eleven sixty for a pint. I'm Scottish. I mean, that to me puts the human rights abuses into the shade. Quite frankly. They, that eleven pound sixty for a pint of Budweiser is the second most offensive thing Budweiser has done after those adverts that go what's up. Oh, yeah. That is the yeah. most offensive thing. I, I, just, just for allowing a whole uh, you know generation of David Brent type figures to go around thinking they're funny for going what's up, and Roy you're King... only allowed to buy for an order as well. Uh, but Roy Keane refused to buy um, Robbie Savage because he phoned him up and his answer phone message was, what's up? And he hung the phone up, Roy Keane, and oh. said, can't be signing that. Uh, I mean, fair enough. Yeah, good on him. <laughs> good on. Uh, he does talk some sense sometimes. Um, I, I will. Yes. I mean, if, um, yeah, if you, if, you, if you weren't already having a bad time in Qatar with all the human rights issues, Paying eleven pound sixty for a pint of Budweiser <laughs> is is really taking the living piss. Um, okay, finally, Andy. Then uh, sixty four, a little bit of an easier one for you here. Sixty four, and it's connected uh, to the Wales. Team. Since uh, well, it's sixty four years since they last qualified for a World Cup, so it's uh, it, it, been a long time waiting. It has been a long time waiting. That's absolutely correct. And and uh, are you now as an English? Obviously, you're English, Andy. You support England, but do you, do you want Wales? Do you, a, do you think Wales will do well? Do you want them to do well? Um, yeah, obviously, but uh, not not at England's expense. <laughs> no, uh, 
exactly. So are you like England first and Wales second? Which could happen, for sure, in this group. I, I don't know. I think I'm England first, Iran second, then Wales. <laughs> <laughs> having, uh, having spent so much time there in Tehran, which is a beautiful city, it's a sad thing that's going on there at the moment with the with the women's rights. But it's, um, you know, 90%, like the, all these places, 90% of the people are lovely. It's just 10% that cause the problems. Same with this country, I suppose. So is is Nick Hancock uh, still still there in Tehran? We haven't seen him for a while. <laughs> I that's where he's... he's even worse. He's in Telford. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah. the idea of some again on the unique. On the, I bet this is the only podcast you find someone advocating Iran over Wales to do yeah. <laughs> in the World Cup. It's a bold line to take, but I admire it. Exactly. Every every other podcast is is doing jokes about Matt Hancock. We're going yeah. all the way back to Nick Hancock. That's my yeah. In Iran. Um, well, at, in Iran, or even worse, in Telford. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure where I'd rather be. Um, well, I, I, I think at the, the end of that round, I think we've got to give that to Andy. He's yeah. so quickly in there. Uh, so well done, Andy. Um, now, that's nearly all we've got time for. Um, just time for our prediction round. Our next podcast uh, will be on Tuesday, by which time the World Cup will have started, England will have played Iran and the second favourite team, and <laughs> Wales will have played the United States. Um, but what do we foresee happening by next Tuesday? Uh, David, what, what, are your, what are your feelings, uh, not just about those games, in the World Cup in general, who's going to win? Any one prediction you'd like to give us? Uh, I predict that... Uh, the English media will kick off about some terrible, tiny little slight that <laughs> they're upset about that will get in the way. England will start slowly, um, not play very well, but win their opening games. Um, then win the second round by a few goals, getting you all excited, and then you'll go out on penalties in the quarters, as always. And th- that, I think, would be my uh, would would be my guess. Uh, look, it's what. 30, 40 degrees over there. Um, it, it, it's asking a lot for a squad that's got guys from places like Blackpool to to go over there and, and win that. So uh, I'm going to go with Argentina to win it. Okay. Well, when let me just clarify. When you say you, uh, I, I assume you, you you refer to me, Boyd, and, and Andy <laughs> collectively. If yeah. you say you to me, to me, Liverpool aren't in the World Cup. I'm, I'm, ah. uh, I'm, uh, I view myself as a bit of a neutral but um, yeah, I, I and Andy, I, I'm, I'm Andy sports Iran anyway. So I mean, yeah, that's Iran. And, and Boyd is Boyd is Boyd is very well, much Arsenal. What would you expect from a Farnborough supporter? <laughs> <laughs> so, but, but Boyd, what what, mm. what do you have? Any bold predictions? Anything you 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 um, you're prepared to stick your hat on? I would just like to say, as a Liverpool fan, you should know that I've interviewed Virgil Van Dyke for this magazine, which is called Circle Zero Eight. I'm holding it up. Listeners can't see it. It's out uh, now. It'll be out by the time this podcast goes out. It's the cover story. He's very. He's a lovely guy. I think Virgil will um, do very well for Holland um, and his Liverpool. Uh, shall we say he, he'll be? It'll be a lovely break for him from shows at Liverpool's slightly rocky start to the season. So yeah. I think he'll be a, a standout lead leadership uh, figure. In this World Cup, yes. for- he, he hasn't he hasn't had the best season to be no, honest. So, no. uh, but hopefully, and I mean his own, not just the team, but his own his own performances. So hopefully yeah. he can have a 
better performances exactly for the Netherlands. I think, yeah. and I think he will. Um, I think as for England, and I think England, I, I kind of slightly agree with David. I think England will like go two nil. Will beat Iran two nil, and it'll be it'll be some it'll kind of be functional. I do believe though that talking of England players that almost didn't get in the squad, I think Ben White, Arsenal's very own Ben White, will play in that first game because mm. his def- the defensive options Gareth Southgate's got Southgate's got are pretty poor. So I think Ben White will be will play in defence, and I can see him launching a magnificent long ball up to Bukayo Saka for one of our goals. Uh, not that I'm mm. obsessed with Arsenal players in the World Cup at, at all, um, and I think Wales will beat United States fairly easily. I think I could see like a three-one to them on uh, on, okay. on Monday, and I think, but I think the whole thing is. And I'm going to be fa- the most interesting thing for me is how all the commentators and all the pundits live. I'm talking about on during the coverage are going to reflect or not the oppressive nature of the regime. And mm. you know it's going to be fascinating from that point of view, politically, culturally. What do they do? You know they can't ignore it. So I'm just mm. kind of gripped by the politics yeah. of it as well. It'll just, but it'll be brought in in like subtle ways. It's like all oh, the goalies coming out. We cannot allow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, it would just be like it would just be just sprinkled through the, the, yeah. the, and the apparently, commentary in that one. Apparently, you know, David Beckham is getting a hundred gazillion pounds to to rep uh, Qatar during the whole thing. Yeah. That disgrace. Apparently, there's a gigantic mural of him somewhere in in Qatar. I really, I want to see lots of shots of that to remind us of his unbelievable sellout um, to yeah. everyone. No, 100%. Uh, Andy, what do you reckon? You're not going to this World Cup, I take it. No, I'm not going to this World Cup. Um, But uh, I I think, um, actually, it'll be 1-1 in both the uh, games. (laughs) Uh, England, Iran and Wales, USA will both be 1-1. I don't know uh, if you know that it's the only group where all four teams are in the top 20 of the the ranking. I read that, yeah. I think it's it going to be the... a lot hard. I think it's going to be a lot harder than people think. Uh, but England will limp through, and uh, and then we'll. I think we will get to. I think we'll get as far as semis this time. Yeah, no, I read that. It is actually. It's not really being counted as such, but it is the true group of death. This one. Yeah, they are the <laughs> highest ranked sides. Those um, rankings yeah. are bullshit, though, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, they're not. I'm not entirely sure how. How they do them, but um, what what <laughs> no, no, an overall winner? Switzerland are about fourth, aren't they? Yeah, uh, overall winners, I'd say Brazil. Yeah, I'm going Brazil. It's so boring, isn't it? But Brazil's squad, and yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's phenomenal. So exactly, and 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 Martinelli to score oh. the winner in the final. So you yeah. can again say Arsenal won the World Cup. Yeah, that's my son and you, that's what you're hoping for. Exactly, and, Gabby Martinez. Mar- and, G- and Jesus, but Martinelli cried for an hour after he found out he was picked in the squad. So yeah, he, yes, he's, of course, Gabriel Jesus as well. I forgot about him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you 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 probably it, it's 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 looking good for Arsenal in every way at the moment. I think it is. Let's hope they all play. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I think I well, I'm 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 gonna I think I'm gonna join you there and, and say Brazil, but um, but who knows? I don't know. I did read somebody said I. It's, been, I think it's been said a lot on on um, Twitter and what what have you. People saying that the fact that the World Cup is being held in a country where homosexuality is uh, illegal is a good omen for England because the only time they ever won the World Cup was also in a country where homosexuality was illegal. Yeah. So um, 1966. So there you go. Maybe that's the omen. Um, but uh, anyway, we will we will see. 
Um, that is all we've got time for. Uh, there always have to be winners in a World Cup, though, and there has to be a winner in this show. And I, I, it, it pains me to have to make a decision. But I'm just going to say, because he's not in a, he hasn't got a, at least Andy and Boyd have got yeah. teams to follow in the World Cup. David yeah. doesn't, but he has awesome. won tonight, at least. So well done, David. You Thank are- you. This is, this is the real, you know, the winning a World Cup is nothing compared to this. Yeah, that, this is, this exactly. is, uh, you, the, we'll declare a national holiday up here for this. Scotland will be off work on Monday celebrating. Open top bus. <laughs> you're not you're not quite jockey. You're ahead of Andy <laughs> I'm now thumped. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, well, enjoy the football, all, all of you and, and all of our listeners. Please enjoy the football this week. Join us again next week, next Tuesday, when I'll be joined by three more great guests. Until then, I'm Ashley Blaker. And just remember... We might have all predicted South American winners of the World Cup, but never write off the Germans. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.